You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hey, this is a special solo cast this week and a special episode upload. (laughs) Anyways, River and I are going to be doing some separate solo casts from time to time when we both have passions um, around a certain topic and we want to kind of deep dive, you know, by ourselves on it. So anyways, hope you enjoy my first one. Um, I'm in the car, kind of where I do my best thinking. Uh, If that, if this at all resonates with you, uh, let me know. Have a great day. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, hello, everybody. So uh, this is my first solo cast without River, hence the word solo. As you can probably hear in the background, I am in the car. I'm driving to Las Vegas and just had a few thoughts this morning. I'm thinking about this past year and getting divorced last year and where I am now. And I was thinking about what I would tell myself a year ago about how I feel now after divorce because divorce has a whole lot of stigma attached, right? It has the, you're going to lose people, you're going to lose family, you're going to be separated from people who have known you as a couple. Um, And then the other part of that is that perceived stigma, right? That people are like, ooh, you failed. You got a divorce. You couldn't make it work. You should have stayed together for the kids. You, 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 you. And there's not a whole lot of compassion in some of those beginning moments and beginning months. Um, Because we don't just wake up one morning and want to break up a family or get a divorce um, and pull the plug we did get married and we didn't say I do to go through this. I feel very grateful and I have a lot of gratitude for my ex for the way that we decided to make the choice together. Of course, one of us had to say, you know, I think this isn't going the way we want to go after all. I think we've kind of grown into different directions and it it takes a lot of courage and and bravery in those moments because all you're doing at that moment is you're putting yourself first for the first time in a really long time depending upon how long you've been married how long you were together prior to tying the knot I think that there is a better way. And I also want to have gratitude for Gwyneth Paltrow, believe it or not. I'm not 
typically touting celebrities, but if she didn't bring the book Conscious Uncoupling to the forefront of um, how you want to be divorced, if you're going to have to get divorced, and that book absolutely changed my thought process, changed some of my belief uh, within that spectrum. And you can, I mean, insert just breakup. I mean, you don't have to be divorced to have an uh, have a conscious uncoupling. I think being aware of each other's part in their in that relationship, and that is one of the other parts that I feel really grateful for is that we both owned our shit where we stood and we were able to apologize to each other and there is some closure in that. And if you can't get to that place with this person that you spent years with, sometimes decades, um, two, three, sometimes, I mean, there are people who are getting divorced right now in their seventies. I mean, and we're married for 45 years. So I think it really depends obviously on the situation. And there's a lot of people who, um, true, you know, decide not to take the high road. If you have kids, I can tell you that being on the same page and truly co-parenting and my ex and I, I, again, am very proud of us for that. And I don't think a year ago I would have ever said that because I'll tell you the honest truth. I was nine when my parents got divorced and I was so relieved at that moment that they told my brother and I sitting in our living room and all I could think about was, yay, they're not going to fight anymore. And I don't think parents realize until later or at an age if they can talk to their kids about it but we know like when when you and when you know mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad are uh are arguing and not getting along we know we hear everything and for there to be denial delusion that you are staying together for the kids is all the right things, I'm here to tell you it's absolutely not the case. I ended up getting a bonus mom with my stepmom, and I just love and adore her. And, you know, my dad passed away suddenly, like I've said before in the podcast, uh, in 2020. And I love and cherish having her in my life because... She genuinely loved my father. They modeled the ideal relationship that I want going forward. And when he passed away, something in me changed. That part of me all of a sudden was like, I want what he had. And the only way that I felt like I could honor his passing was to live in my authentic truth of just not being fulfilled, not being happy. And at the end of the day, each of us as a couple, the most selfless thing you can do is to get out of something that isn't serving both of you. 
I want my ex to be deliriously happy. And I don't think I would have said that two or three years ago. But I really do because when she's happy, our daughter is happy. And when I'm happy, our daughter is happy. Not that our happiness is reflection, but or has the depth of making our daughter happy. It just makes life happier. We just add to that happiness. We bring value to her childhood living in our truth. And there's glimmers now every day. And I know we've been talking about triggers and it's very trendy um, to speak about our triggers. But what about the glimmers within divorce? The glimmers are you get to wake up not feeling lonely with someone next to you who you shouldn't feel lonely with. Your person, your best friend, your cheerleader in life. And so that's a glimmer at the end of the day is that both of us don't have to feel lonely in that space. Because believe me, I'm not perfect, but I'm okay at owning my shit and looking at it and this year on my spiritual journey, on working within myself and increasing my self-love, you fucking can't get that back. Making the choice to want to be happier, think about that for a second. Let that sit in. You're not being selfish. And if you don't have kids, what's fucking keeping you there? Status quo? You can always make more money. You can always ask friends for help. And if you're not good at asking for help, there's your fucking lesson. Ask for help. Ask friends. Hey, do you have a spare room I could borrow for a little bit? We need to take a break. Let, let a few people in on what's going on with you. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in just wanting a better life, a more fulfilled life, a beautiful, whole, happy, belly laugh until you have to run to the bathroom to pee kind of life. I mean, what's holding you back? Fear? Fear is literally just an emotion to trigger for you that there's something that needs to change. I remember a therapist one time um, said to me, all right, so you're scared. That's cool. So invite fear into dinner. Invite fear into dinner so that you can sit down, you can give fear a glass of wine, you can talk about the old days, and then that's it. Then they, you move on. And it's really important to know that fear will pass. Fear will pass when you ask for help, when you seek therapy, when you talk it out with some of your best girlfriends, or if you have a best boyfriend, all good, or your mom, whoever that person can hold space for, you know, within that for you. You need to feel safe. You need to know that divorce doesn't have to be this stigma anymore. 
let's just normalize. Like, people break up. People get together. Don't put attachments around that shit. Be attached to wanting more for yourself. Attach yourself to you. Look in the mirror. Say to yourself, I deserve more. I deserve joy. I deserve to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. I mean, when I first started saying those words to myself, I would cry. I don't cry saying them anymore. I cry at the thought of not giving myself that anymore. What a fucking shame this year would have been. I mean, when I look back on everything I said yes to, I, I'm doing this podcast because I said yes. I, I took the job because I said yes. I said yes to taking my kid on a vacation. I said yes to hanging out with close friends. And I'm telling you, you're going to lose people in this process, but it's okay. Because what you gain is so much more, is so much better. You guys, I call myself a formal people pleaser now. And yes, it sneaks its rear, it sneaks its head up sometimes. But I'm not fucking here to live for other people. I'm here to live the best life I can be. I can be the, the best person I can be live the best life I can live it's it's the only way I just I don't fucking know how other way to do it so if it's about the job if it's about taking a leap of faith if it's about anything that scares the fuck out of you figure out why it scares you because God forbid you do it and you're happier on the other side and you're and you look back and you go I just did that hike I was so scared to do that hike I was so scared to take that job and now you've got two best friends out of the gig and you're making money and you're a part of something or you took the leap of faith and you're like mm, this person keeps asking me out why am I afraid because it's real because maybe they want to show you the love you deserve and you still don't fucking believe it and no matter what anybody's going to tell you that person isn't the one isn't a person who could teach you something say yes to coffee just go no attachment just enjoy say yes to like meeting somewhere fun say yes because I will tell you now, a year later, holy fuck, I'm happy. Like, really happy. And like Yama Van Sant said back in, I don't know, early 90s at this show called Starting Over, she said, you can't give with a full cup. You have to give from the overflow. And when you give from the overflow, oh, it's a whole different space. You're genuinely giving to somebody else, to a friend in need, to 
show up and give time to an organization to take that walk that a friend has been asking you to take whatever it is just stop being a fuck just stop being a fucking afraid of it if you're afraid it's just a flag waving in front of your face saying hey this is your sign there's no need you're not you're not going to just pass out moving through fear you're not going to die moving through fear you're going to breathe through it and you can journal about it you can pray on it you can call somebody and talk about it till you're blue in the fucking face and when you're asking friends for help ask them if their cup is overflowing do they have time for this tell them your plan hey the next month or so I'm going through some shit. I want to come out on the other side of it. I might need to lean on you. I don't know if I'm going to be there for you when you need it in the next four or six weeks. But I'm just, I'm really needing to ask a few people to be there for me. I just might text you. I might need to jump on a call. Do you have the bandwidth for me? God, I bet your friends have been waiting for you to ask them that forever. If you're like me and a former people pleaser, then I bet, oh, I bet you they're excited to be there for you because we're there for everybody else when we're in our people pleaser codependency space. But if you can get past that, ask for help, ask for things that you want, stop feeling selfish about it and live the life you are fucking meant to live, everyone's going to be happy around you. I love you. If you resonated, if this resonated with you, if you got anything out of it, you know, subscribe, share, share this with a friend.